This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hey, does anyone want to learn French with me? Because I've decided in 2024 that I want to learn French. And thankfully, I have Rosetta Stone. So you better hop on it so we can learn French together. Rosetta Stone has the amazing true accent feature, which is so helpful, especially in French. You get feedback on how well you're actually pronouncing words. Plus, they have 25 languages to choose from. So if you're not going to learn French with me, I'm sure you can find some other people who will learn a language with you. But I'm on the French team this year. Come on, folks, join me. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, and that's why we drink listeners, can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash drink. That's rosettastone.com slash drink. Hello, it's March. Welcome to March, everybody. March Madness. Whoa, it... <laughs> that just escaped my soul. That was madness, for well, sure. That was indeed madness, yes, precisely. Hi. How's, hi, how's your March going? Oh, good? my God. Good. I don't know. All right. We think... probably just went to Canada, and I, my passport was not expired, so it can't be that bad. Let's see what's happening on March. Let me check my calendar. March 1st, what's going on? Because currently, uh, it is not that. Leona will be 17 months that day. <gasps> we big I'll big I'll news. be like I'll be like uh, three thousand days I think yeah. that day so excellent yeah. <laughs> three thousand doesn't really add up but okay uh and then hmm I have a doctor's appointment in the afternoon we all right oh, it sounds like it's gonna be a solid we're having day. a blast okay March is going real real great swimmingly yeah uh other than that how was your February you know. <sighs> Um, we're trying to get Leona into preschool, daycare, and oh boy, am I just constantly in a heightened state of anxiety. <laughs> but What's it's the, fine. What does that even look like? I mean, it, okay, oh here, as, as someone without a baby, this is what it looks like to me. <clears throat> you have a baby. Mm-hmm. I, I've heard the, the stories, but I just thought there was no way it was possible. I've, I, you're giving me the, the, uh. You're letting me feel like this is real, but I've seen on television, like, you have to start looking at schools, like, years in advance, like, baby, like, like, if the baby, once the baby's born, you have to, like, start looking for schools. Okay. You're onto it, because... And, and then, like, you have to apply to it like it's basically college. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, nailed it. So I <laughs> legitimately... Don't ever doubt yourself again, because that is exactly, although it's even worse, because like the place I was applying to said on the website, you can apply when you find out the sex of the fetus. (gasps) Like that's the earliest. You can't apply any earlier. And I was like, any earlier? Like, so you genuinely, and I think they only said by the time you find the sex, because it's like a specific week, you know, that you're able to find that out. So I don't think Uh it's like, we need to know. I think it's just like, that's the cutoff. Uh Um, And so when Leona was born... I was like, oh, shit, I haven't applied yet. So I applied like a week after she was born and I emailed them. So this was 2021. I emailed them a couple days ago and they were like, oh, we'll just tell you when we know. And I'm like, "Okay, you're giving me like I need. Should I be looking elsewhere? I don't know. 
I don't know enough about like the administrative section of this of this world, but I feel like if you've known that if you've seen this applicant on your roster since 2021, like you probably know already, right? Like I don't know how it works on their end, but uh, yeah, in my mind, it's like saying we need to wait to set the classes, and I'm like, okay, but can you just <laughs> tell me when that's gonna be? Like, yeah, in August next week. Uh, is there I any feel like chance it, we'll make it, or are we just not even on the list? Like, I don't know. If oh it's God. truly an arbitrary wait list, and it's just like when it's your time, it's your time. Yeah, I feel like you would be able to predict a few semesters That's from what now. I'm hoping, yeah. Like or are how they many like, kids are moving on to the next class, or you know, how many or, spaces? Are they waiting to see if your baby's stupid? Like, what's the <laughs> like? What's happening? <laughs> what's what's the holdup? What are we okay. waiting on? Well, then guess what? So I was like, you know what? I better. And of course, now I'm so late. Okay, not only is my baby not in utero, she's like walking, and I'm like, uh oh, I'm way behind. So I start applying to other schools in the area, and guess what? The cutoff is September 30th for them to turn two years old. <gasps> and she was oh. born October 1st. And I wrote in and I said, you know, <laughs> I don't want to be that parent. So I'm not going to be. I'm going to ask one time if there's any way to test in or like any exception. And they wrote back like, I so wish we could. But, you know, if we make one exception, we have to do it for everyone. And I fully I fully understand. And I said, thank you. Got it. You know, but I'm like, really one day. So they're like, we look forward to seeing her in 2024. And I'm like, I can't do this. <laughs> it's like so far away. I need her to go to a pro a daycare, a preschool, something. I'm you know. pretty sure you're about to homeschool this baby. <laughs> no. Well, she doesn't need to be in school at two. You know, it, it was just to do to socialize. And she definitely doesn't need more socializing with me and her dad. I think she's gotten <laughs> plenty of that. But yeah, we were really hoping to get her into like a part-time daycare situation so she could socialize and we'd have some hours free during the day. But, you know, it's not looking splendid. Um, so anyway, I, I know you just asked how my month was going, but that really is all that's been on my mind. Well, when we're recording this, it is the happiest day of the month because it's 2 2 It's what? 2 it's February twenty second. Oh, oh uh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant when it comes out. I was like, oh, no, three, the day we're recording one. this. Okay. <laughs> two, 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 two. The day oh, we're recording. Special. I know. So happy two, two, two. Uh, happy two, two, two. Last last year was two, 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 two. Oh my yeah. god. Hang on. I already forgot how many twos I just said. But um, anyway, I think I'm just gonna start celebrating this now that the the year of 2022 has happened. I think I just need to celebrate every 222. I get it. So happy 222. I hope uh I hope today you get a, a magical miracle where your child gets invited to Harvard or something. Where her so. where her birth certificate accidentally gets changed <laughs> to a day early. I was like I was like I was in labor that day. Doesn't that count? She's eight hours over the cutoff. Oh my god, eight hours. But you know it's fine. I understand, and it's like. You know, they can't really should have just shoved her out. You know, I You're didn't being lazy. know. I should have clearly. I wasn't prepared. If I had known, you were being so lazy. I'd been like, hurry it up. Yeah, I know. So lazy. Anyway, hi. Oi, oi, oi. Well, happy March. It's a it's a new day, and um, I hope all of the teachers that you're talking to over email happen to listen to our show and then desperately want the, your nepo baby to go to their school. <laughs> well, especially the one that said. Well, you'll know when you know. And I was like, you don't understand how much worse that makes me feel. Like, I, <laughs> I thought maybe I'd get, like, some intel and, like, that is less than I knew before. Because now I'm just, like, wallowing. I don't know. I'm just, like, wavering, waiting for any sort of information. And so maybe if they listen to it, just be like, you know, 
give it a couple weeks or give it a couple months so I at least have a, I don't know. It's fine, Em. I'll get over it. Gentle listeners, if any of you happen to be in Kentucky and happen to be best friends with a teacher at any (laughs) baby childhood school, let's all pull our strings together and see what happens. Oh, yeah. Just for little Leona. No, she'll be okay. We'll figure it out. You know, I know this is the struggle for every parent, so... I don't want to be a, a special exception, you know. Um, well, I'm I'm the funkle. I don't care about all that. I hope yeah. <laughs> you're the exception, not me. Yeah. Right? <laughs> all right, so uh, let's get into our stories. I suppose uh, let's do it. Eva, shout out to Snaps for Eva all across the globe for finding these stories. Also, Eva did tell us there's a theme. I'm very excited about looking for this theme. And apparently the last one's made Eva cry, which now puts me on edge. No pressure. No pressure. I don't know if I'm feeling sensitive today or not. I guess we're going to find out in the last story. That's a great question. Sometimes I don't know. And then it springs up on me and I'm like, whoa. Sometimes I wake up and I'm like, oh, today is just nothing but tears. Like I'm just... I'm just gonna we Allison and I call them our boohoo days and so it's like it's like oh today's a boohoo day and sometimes you don't have so I'm all you don't know where we're going we'll see it'll be fun to find out together all right I'm gonna go first and I think I've already figured out the theme because in the subject line it's in all caps yeah 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 yeah. it's very every basically every single subject has this word in it so (laughs) okay well we cracked the case okay so here is the first story this is from natalie who's a she her pronouns thank you for normalizing pronouns and the subject line is synchronicity march Mm. boy do i have one oh so i guess we requested synchronicities i must have i feel like that's the thing i would have shouted about absolutely okay (laughs) So Natalie says, hi, all. I've been listening since the very beginning, literally since episode five. No. What 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 was episode five? Was I, that the, the Smurl poltergeist? Something I think? probably dumb. I'm not sure. And I knew I had a story for you as a. Was, was I right? Is it Smurl? Uh, sorry. Uh, the Smurl poltergeist and John Wayne Gacy. What did me go? Oh, that was that was the day you learned about Sassy. Oh. <gasps> What a day to join the team <laughs> and stay. And a, and eventful. <laughs> yeah, you heard that and you went, this sounds right. This, this sounds, sounds like the home for me for the next five years. Okay, <laughs> good for you. Well, since literally since episode five, and I knew I had a story for you. As a quick note, oh, I was a zookeeper for a very long time and spent a lot of time working with big cats. <gasps> oh my, are you... Carol Baskin. Joe Exotic. Okay. (laughs) Um, So let's get back to around 2015. I am living in an apartment with my two cats. Now I have to ask how big they are because they could. (laughs) Yeah, that's a great question. (laughs) You really should have specified, Natalie. Like, obviously, the assumption. I'm living here with my two My saber-toothed tiger. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And a dog, which at this point I think could be like a full-blown wolf. Sabertooth wolf. Uh, anyway, it's a normal night, and I'm jolted awake around 3.14 a.m. by a roar. <gasps> a literal lion's roar. Is it? Is it your cat in the hall? Yeah. I don't know. Is it your saber-tooth tiger? <laughs> it lasted about seven seconds after I woke up, and I was just sitting in bed looking around the room with this deafening noise going around. What? And I felt it in my bones. If you've ever been beside a lion roaring, it makes your bones rattle. Ooh. Ooh, I guess I haven't. 
To make matters worse, my cats bolted out of the room. My dog freaked out, and I was just sitting in bed thinking I was going to die. I like how they were all like, peace, bitch. Fuck. Like this is- <laughs> <laughs> It's been real, man. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so, for the yeah. treats. We're out. <laughs> well, they say cats like eat your dead body within like two hours of dying. They're, like cats have no loyalty. They're like, oh, this seems tasty. <laughs> for me to know that like one day if something happens to you in your house and I don't hear from you in a while... I'll just be like, you know what? Moonshine really handled it. And we both know. Moonshine and Juniper are having It would be Juniper for sure. For sure, Juniper. Uh, After gathering my wits, I slowly crawled to the edge of my bed to look around, expecting there was a lion there. Which, like, you have to be fucking scared if if your thought process is obviously a lion is in my room. Well, and especially if you were a zookeeper and you know what a lion sounds like. Oh, yeah. I could say that's a lion, but it's probably just like a truck outside. But you would know what an actual lion sounds like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Well, there wasn't a lion uh, next to my bed, but I was so freaked out. The next day I went to a cookout at my parents' house with them and my siblings. I'm telling them this insane dream I had when my sister turns ghost white and says, last night I dreamed we were on safari. (gasps) The lights went out and then flickered on and a lion grabbed you. And I woke up at 314 this morning. No. Is that not the craziest thing in the whole? I have full blown chills. Full blown. (laughs) just choked on my own spit. Oh, my God. Uh, And then, hang on, Natalie says, it's happened once since. Mm -mm. Just a few months ago, actually. It's still one of the most unexplained experiences I've ever had. And I've seen, and I've seen the Mothman. What a random sentence to end on. And that's a story for another time. Exactly. Love you guys so much. I can't wait to see you in Raleigh. All my love, Natalie. Um, P.S. The zoo I worked at is hella haunted. It's built on an actual battleground, and we all saw full body apparitions as well as I had a bucket fly across the indoor wallaby holding at me when no one was in there. <laughs> all my love, Natalie. I'm Googling indoor wallaby holding. Okay. <laughs> See what happens. Should you keep wallabies as a pet? Okay. Well, I guess we could learn about that some other time. But does that mean there were little wallabies in there and then yeah. all of a sudden? Mm, I don't, like I don't want us to get hit by a bucket. No offense. I'm glad it fe- flew at you, Natalie, not the wallaby. <laughs> um, but okay, let's get back to this real quick. She woke up at 3.14, so did her sister. Right. Same and both night. At, who had a dream that she's being attacked by a lion. And at the exact same minute, she wakes up to a lion roaring next to her. And the pets heard it too. <sighs> and the pets heard it too. So like really fully manifested And this they thing. live in different homes, I presume. So it's not like the sister roared in her sleep and <laughs> accidentally scared everyone like they're this, in different homes <laughs> this feels very like nightmare on elm street where like you can bring your dreams out into reality by accident i've like, never that, seen that you basically you like oh it's is that freddy that's freddy okay yeah i do sort of know about that and one of the ways that they had to like get rid of freddy is because in all of the dreams that were being controlled by him they can actually like if it, because the dream is so intense, they can almost manifest what's happening in it. Ooh. But the problem is all the dreams are them being murdered. So they're... Be, oh, they're, no! What so a they're, catch-22! And so when they're, like, the way that they try to get Freddy is they try to, like, grab him in the dream and then have an alarm wake wake them up at the same moment where they can, like, pull him out of the dream and then kill oh, him. Oh, that's pretty cool. But it's feel this feels kind of like that, where, like, you almost brought a whole-ass lion out, you know? like Yeah, or your sister <laughs> did. You were minding your own business. She's the one on safari. Yeah, someone's conjuring something. I don't oh like it. Oh my gosh, that is spooky, ooky. 
By now, you've probably heard about Burrow, a new kind of furniture company known for timeless designs, durable materials, and details that make life in your space easier. Last year, they brought their expertise outside with the launch of their outdoor line, which I love, and now they're adding more must-have pieces to the collection. For example, Dunes offers seating, dining, and lounger options, while Scout is a new folding chair upholstered in a chic woven fabric. And I think I'm going to get two of those for the balcony. Blaze and I love to sit out there in the evenings after Leona goes to bed. And I love the idea of having a good-looking but also extremely useful and comfy place to sit outside. Made of durable materials made for all seasons, weather-resistant teak, stainless alloy, and quick-dry stain-resistant cushions with easy assembly and disassembly this is the perfect thing for your outdoor space they also just launched a new standing desk co-pilot with adjustable height a durable scratch resistant body with built-in storage to make working at home easier than ever i'm in the market for a new desk um, so this is definitely going to be my next bookmark and of course there's burrow's legacy seating collections like the nomad and range now available in new colors and m and i that's like the only piece of furniture i think we actually share is our burrow sofa in the podcast department Love that thing. And that's why we drink listeners can get 15% off their first order at burrow.com slash drink. That's burrow, B-U-R-R-O-W dot com slash drink for 15% off. Burrow.com slash drink. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? You can grow lemon, avocado, olive, or fig trees inside your home on top of the wide variety of houseplants available. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. I am so thrilled that we are working with Fast Growing Trees. I spent about an hour and a half on the website trying to decide what I would love to order from their products. They have so many options and you can actually filter it by zones, by growing zones to make sure you know it'll work in your garden. Um, they have everything from massive privacy shrubs and trees to very, very specific flowers. I actually ended up ordering a lilac shrub for my garden. I recently discovered how much I love the smell of lilac and so I thought, you know what? Perfect chance. Why don't I get some lilac growing in my yard? I think it's going to smell beautiful. And I also got my mom a little lavender plant as an Easter present. Right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code DRINK at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code DRINK at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code DRINK. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Uh, what a what a start. Okay, so the next one I have is called Get This Synchronicity March listeners episode. How my dead grandma probably told my husband to marry me. Oh, oh my. Okay. Okay. Go grandma, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is from Lucy. She, her. And it starts, hi all. I've written in this story before, but I feel like I can do it much more justice now. First of all, I love you both so much. And whenever I listen to you, I feel like I'm hanging out with old friends. Um, thank you so much for being so transparent about all of your health fussies. <laughs> My fussies. Yeah, trust me. I'm I I I don't even fussy. know if I could <laughs> I don't know if I could shut up if I tried about them, but you're welcome. You're so welcome for that. Uh as I deal with many of the same TS sensory silly gang. Hmm. I don't know what that means. TS. I don't know what TS is, but I also have sensory problems. Christine. <laughs> Thanks. Hi. No, I'm kidding. Hi. <laughs> Hi to you too. No. <laughs> Christine, you are such a beautiful mom. Aww. And I love how passionate you are about raising a baby who's going to kick ass one day. Yeah, if she ever gets into preschool. Okay, I'm over it. <laughs> 
I'm a middle school history teacher and proudly the weird one. I love that. I love a weird teacher. I've worn a full-on frog costume to school multiple times. <laughs> and I love listening to you guys banter while grading, which is what I was doing when I realized you asked for more synchronicity. So let's crack into it. First of all, I've always been a little overly obsessed with Peter Pan. I hmm. mean, 2003 Peter Pan. Come on. Uh, Jeremy Sumter. Oh, I have no idea. I figured you might know more about that than I He, do. like, rocked every little girl's brain at the time. Look up Jeremy, Jeremy Sumter. Sumter. Oh, Peter I see. Pan. Yeah, okay, I see. I see what's happening here. He was a little hottie patati. Everyone was goo-goo-gaga over him. Uh, I see what's happening. Yeah, okay. Like, so obsessed, I would open my windows at night in my very old childhood bedroom built in 1765. Oh my god! <laughs> that took, truly well, took my breath away. I know. I thought I would, might be harming you there physically, giving you another fussy. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't. I can't wait to use that word for the I rest know, of my it's life. It's really, it's really good. Waiting for Peter to come because I wanted to visit Neverland. Well, when I was about six or seven, I remember very clearly walking to the car with my mom and randomly blurting out. When I meet the boy I'm going to marry, he's going to give me an acorn necklace, but I'm oh. not going to tell him to. Wow. Okay, damn. My mom, obviously confused, asked, well, how will he know to give you one if you don't tell him? And then I said, oh, he'll just know. Oh. For context, in Peter Pan, Peter and Wendy exchange a thimble and an acorn as Peter didn't know what a kiss was. And Wendy wears the acorn around her neck like a necklace. When they're flying, the arrow gets stuck in the necklace, saving her life with a kiss. See, I don't know any of this. Um, did you not watch Peter Pan growing up? I did, but I also watched it again recently, and I was like, this is so troubling. Oh, well, there are. It's, it's so very I just, problematic. I was like, we're not watching this in my house, so we stopped watching it. Uh, but it's been years since I've watched the actual movie, and I remember it scared me back then, so <laughs> I don't know um okay here we go ba, ba, ba. well flash forward to my sophomore year of college and my boyfriend who i met the first day of college and i are celebrating my 20th birthday what does he give me an acorn necklace mm. i quickly told him not sure if i was too shocked or excited but he just smiled and said okay it's <laughs> <laughs> probably like alrighty. fast forward to about a month after graduation and i've worn this darn necklace every single day since he gave it to me he proposed and on the inside of the ring he had a tiny acorn engraved oh. so i'd have my kiss forever i'm gonna cry we've now been married for three years have a lovely doggo He's my best friend and definitely my soulmate from another life. We've definitely been married before in a past life. It's weird how your soul can kind of just know someone so well before you've ever met them. I'm going to cry. Eva, I thought the last one was a cry. The tearjerker. <laughs> Did we read these in the wrong way? Ah. <laughs> then when you meet, it feels like the world finally makes sense again. To add a spooky side to this story, it turns out when my mom said goodbye to her mom for the last time after she passed, my mom didn't know what to do, but she knew she wanted to give her a gift to take with her. Before they brought her to the funeral home, they had placed her casket under an oak tree, and my mom grabbed a handful of acorns and placed them in her mom's casket. Mm. Her mom always loved how acorns symbolized new life. We often think I am at least partially a reincarnation of my gammy, who unfortunately I never got to meet. I'm even named after the lovey name that she always called my mom as a little girl. Oh my god. What? Hang on, that's... Sorry. Keep going first. <laughs> okay. Do you want to say anything? 
um, my favorite uh, grandparent who's passed was my gammy, and she used to call everyone lovey. Oh, really? I don't know if it's a gammy thing or if this is my own synchronicity moment, but Whoa. that's very sweet. I Anyway, I'm very happy someone else had a gammy who did the same thing. Wait, that's really cute. So Lucy, I guess, was the lovey name. Mm. Oh, oh, my gammy is just, just to call everyone lovey. I think because it says I'm named after the lovey name she called my mom. Gotcha. Gotcha. And her name is Lucy. So that's the story of how my gammy definitely told my husband to give me a forever kiss so we could live happily ever after. I love you both so much and the whole crew, and I can't wait to see you live again. I've seen you three times so far, once in New York and twice in Atlanta. I was dressed as Norman Rockwell's Rosie the Riveter at your Atlanta Halloween show. That's Aww. so cute. P.S. New hyperfixations for you both. Oh, boy. M, you need to check out the Savannah Ghost Pirates. They're Savannah's minor league hockey team. Savannah you know I love a minor league team. I know you do. Obviously, Lucy does, too. <laughs> I mean, knows that about you. Christine, you need to look up William the Hippo. <laughs> he's the unofficial mascot of the Met, and he's a blue hippo with flowers painted on him that was found in an Egyptian tomb with three of his four legs broken off so he wouldn't try to hurt the person he was buried with. Oh. That's definitely something to research in the middle of the night. What the F? Okay. Love you all, Lucy. <laughs> Holy <laughs> crap. That was a lot. A lot Ooh. of information came at us, but I liked to all of it. To be fair, like she's been listening since 2017. So she clearly needed like Her, a, a moment. A moment to just unleash all of this information. And I'm thankful it's about like, it. Hippos and, and Gammy and Ghost Pirates. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. you know, hockey, I think too. Um, it was a good time. It perfectly kept my dopamine levels at a, at a high the whole <laughs> yeah, way through. God. Um. All right. Well, thank you, Lucy. Our next story is from Leslie, who's a she, her pronouns. Thank you for normalizing pronouns. And the subject line is synchronicities warning how social media saved me. Okay. Mm. All right. Hello, Eva, M, Christine, fur babies and literal babies. Actually more like a toddler now. But I know. Uh, whatever the An uneducated school... toddler. <laughs> Let's say whatever the school version of unemployed is, baby. <laughs> She's between... Classes. Right yeah. <laughs> so for my own personal safety, I'm going to use the pseudonym Leslie. She, her mm. pronouns. Uh-huh. I like how even the, the pronouns could be a pseudonym. We don't know. You never know. How sneaky. I just listened to the February listeners episode and I wanted to share my story. I was mm. listening to the story of the college student who was dumped by her boyfriend and the ghostly girlfriend. And I was brought back to 2018, the year of the Me Too movement, Meghan Markle joining the royal family and floral everything. Oh, thank you. Thank <laughs> you for bringing times. us all the way back. <laughs> While I believe in synchronicities and looking for messages in the universe, I wanted to heed a warning that there is a fine line between spirituality and a mental health crisis, and I had the displeasure of straddling that line. Mm. Again, some of the details have been altered to protect myself. I was working full-time at a nonprofit where I could not make ends meet, so I started working part-time at a gas station. I would always make casual conversation with the customers, but there was one couple who I got along with and started looking forward to seeing on the weekends that I worked. One day, the girlfriend asked if we wanted to get drinks together. At this point, I'd been interacting with them for like six months, so I thought, hey, why not? We exchanged numbers and agreed to go out, and I'm getting goosebumps just writing this because oh, no. it seemed so innocent at the time. Oh, no. All I knew about this woman was that she was older than me, and we both shared an adoration for fashion, specifically makeup. 
We met for drinks and talked for like an hour and a half about our motivations, interests, and our favorite go-to makeup brands. Everything was going super well until we transitioned to another bar. At that point, I asked for her social media. It was like the chipper mask she had been wearing was dropped, and she mm. looked very concerned. She Most told people me, would be excited. Yeah. Oh, Give I would your be, TikTok if, handle. I know. I'd be like, ah, we're going to be friends now. She told me that I would change my mind about her if I saw her Facebook. Ooh, okay. That's red flag. That alone, I would have checked. You need a Christine in your life who in three seconds flat can figure out anything online because I would have I, already been on her social media. Like I would yeah. have even, you know, I would have checked it out a long time ago, <laughs> like a, like a crazed person. Speaking of which, Christine, you have some competition because there's this person on Facebook who like the comments will actively be as vague as possible. And then she will find people online. Oh. Wait, on Facebook or on TikTok? Uh, on TikTok, sorry, on TikTok. Yeah, yeah, I follow her, and um, of course you do. Do you well, know everything course. about each other? <laughs> no, I, I, I find it so fun to watch her because she. But I do feel like she's giving away all my secrets. Yeah, I'm she like, gives why are you, you sharing ins- this intel with the masses? <laughs> like, I leave that. <laughs> Don't tell them our secrets. Maybe she's also giving you some inspo, you know, for she the next might. time. And I, I, I don't want to like step on her toes, but I've thought like that would be kind of a fun game to try. Um, I, I think know. she's I think she's already dominating that world yeah, but I, she's, I do she's think fun to watch. she's she's a good time. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you could use either that TikTok person or Christine on your side at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh she looked very concerned. She said that I would change my mind better if I saw her Facebook. At that point, I was very freaked out, but I kept my cool while my blood was pumping in my throat. What a really good description because I've wow. felt that exact thing before. She told me about how important our relationship was because we were both spiritually important okay well she explained that she was mary magdalene oh dear god okay and she had lived in different periods of time and i was actually happy and by that i was the physical embodiment of happiness oh boy and i would always be in her inner circle and in different lifetimes we had been mother and child and lovers Oh my, okay. You're just at the bar like, um, check, like, please. What is going on in your drink right now? Yeah, seriously. I listened and nodded as she explained that we were destined to be together and that we were actually living in a town that was spiritually important, but would not say why. Were you happening to be in Bethlehem? I don't yeah, know. it was um, Jerusalem. We d- <laughs> I didn't realize at the time. <laughs> were you um, in Bethlehem? <laughs> Are you Jesus Christ? I'm I mean, confused. there is a Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, so. Okay. That would possible. actually be, that would be really ironic if this It would actually be pretty weird. It would. She explained that she had a few friends on Facebook, but none that she actually knew in real life and that she used her Facebook as a journal. Oh boy. The people she interacted with on Facebook thought she was writing fiction and she knew she would be alienated if she told anyone that she was actually writing her truth, the truth of the universe. Oh boy. It's just, like, dangerous anytime someone says they know the truth. Like, because, like, nobody does. You know what I mean? Like, anytime somebody says, like, I know all the answers, like, that's a huge red flag. I mean, you and I have talked about universal truth quite a lot uh, and how, not that we're on on that team, but we know a few people who truly believe in knowing the universal truth. And it's a little wild. It's alarming. It's It's alarming. Um, I was respectful to her as she spoke. 
I nodded. I smiled. I was empathetic. After all, I was a caseworker, so I was used to putting on a mask, too, when speaking with people who Mm. I had to report due to my status as a mandated reporter. No judgment, just listened. This was different, though, because I didn't have the protection of my employer. I texted Mm. my partner to pick me up, pick me up, pick me up, come ASAP. I hid in the bathroom and told her I was having stomach issues. She knew that something was wrong and apologized, saying I was not ready for this awakening. God. My partner texted me that he was outside, so I said goodbye and headed out. On the way home, I found her Facebook and shook the entire time I scrolled further and further down her page. (gasps) Christine. What? Christine. What? She had been writing about me for months. <gasps> Absolutely since, not. Since the first time I interacted with her no. and her boyfriend, she wrote graphic details about our past lives together and <gasps> how she was so excited to meet with me. I was understandably freaked the fuck out. I mostly blocked out what she wrote about me. Although she was really nice to me and seemed harmless, I was so scared. You don't write graphic details online about somebody you don't know for the internet to read. A week went by and I was at my best friend Ellie's house. I had not grasped the trauma of it all and I was about to leave when I mentioned it to Ellie. Ellie looked at me concerned and had me sit down and explain exactly what happened. Yeah, I like that you were like, oh, okay, bye. And your friend's like, wait, wait, wait. No, like, sit down. No, no, what no, are you no, saying no. to me as you waltz out the door? She's like, hang on a second. I had not checked my Facebook for some time, so I opened it and saw that she had been messaging me, <gasps> apologizing for coming off too strong, but she knew we were destined to no. be together. No. Ellie calmly explained to me that she feared for my safety. Mm-hmm. I like that Ellie calmly explained that mm-hmm. she feared for your safety because I'd be like, homie, we got to get There's out no of calm here. here. <laughs> yeah. Um, she told me that this woman would keep chasing me and she felt that the woman was rational enough to be respectful of a rejection because of how apologetic she was. Mm. Okay. She carefully crafted the text and had me press send. The message said I was not interested and did not want to be further contacted. The woman said she understood, but that did not stop her from posting about me for weeks afterward. Oh, my God. I blocked her, but the page was public, so I was able to read it, (sighs) and I would see the word HAPPY with a capital H and knew it was about me. Oh, my God. That is so disturbing and scary and invasive. Oh, God, I called out the next few weeks from work and did not see her again. They eventually let me go because, hello, I refuse to come in. (laughs) I love that you did the passive thing I do where I'm just like, oh, well, if you want to fire me, you can. I'm not going to quit, but I'll just stop showing up. I have seen her in public a few times, but I am very talented and at Excel. Oh, no, 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 no. Not, <laughs> not, sorry. at Excel. My girlfriend is talented at Excel. Yeah, She'll no, tell you all about she it. She is. She used to take Saturday morning classes, and I'd be like, no, I'm sleeping. <laughs> Let me, okay, that was not, uh, that, sorry. I, I was hilarious. primed. I was primed as someone who lives with Allison to say, I'm talented at Excel. Uh-uh. Um, <laughs> I have seen her in public a few times, but I am very talented and Excel at giving a blank, faraway, distracted oh. look. Uh, I hope someone, specifically her boyfriend, looked at her social media and realized that she needed help. Mm -hmm. I forget about it every once in a while, about how I was kind of stalked, kind of not stalked, kind of had someone obsess over me when I was only 25. 
Either way, I am thankful for Ellie for making sure I didn't just ignore the problem and write up a response for me. While I'm a very spiritual human, this interaction definitely altered how I make friends, use social Mm -hmm. media, and view my relationship with the universe. I have since recovered and went back to school for my master's, so I don't have to work multiple jobs. Thank you for all that you do. I've listened to y'all since the beginning, and I have celebrated your wins and mourned your losses with Mm. you, all while connected to Bluetooth. Oh, that's beautiful. You two are my cleaning buddies, and I love seeing you live. Much love, Leslie. Wowza. Ooh. What a tale. To just, like, meet someone and be like, oh, they seem perfectly friendly. Like, I, f- I have a good friend now that I can go get drinks with. And then it just 180 so quickly. I mean, I I feel like that's how all stalker stories start, though, yeah, right? Tr- or at least most of them. Like, if you knew the person, you have no idea that, And it, you know. it seems like such a innocent relationship and you don't realize how one-sided that is like the other person doesn't see it as a casual thing they see it as like such an intense well especially if they did relationship i mean i'm sure a lot of stalker stories also have like um you know the person has been watching you a lot longer than you've been watching them and to find out that they've already created something before you even spoke they've created this wild relationship or this fantasy in their mind and I mean, obviously she was unwell, so I mean, I hope, I do hope somebody kind of stepped in at some point, but, but you know, it's it's so fascinating to think, like, she clearly knew that if you saw the Facebook, you would be freaked out. So mm-hmm. she was almost, like, aware enough that this was, quote-unquote, weird. Like, she, she was aware enough to know that it would come off too strong. But, yeah, I wonder what the, what the, the gray space of that yeah. is, because... She knew it was wrong in some way, but I do also, I don't know this person, but I feel like they really thought it was only wrong because it was too early it, to like give them this awakening. Too much. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not because it was wrong that it would. Right. Because if they really believed it, then they would have said to themselves, you know, this is fate, like it's destiny, whatever. And it sounds like they truly believe this story. Yeah, it sounds like they were even on the fence of like, is this a. Or it sounds like, you know, maybe they knew it was wrong, but they didn't understand it on a human level. They understood it on their own, like, created level. It's so yeah. weird. Wow. Oof. That's just a lot. That's a lot. I'm glad, I'm, you're, I'm glad you're safe. I am too, and I'm sorry that happened. That, I mean, would scare me forever, I think. Mm. I would be really, really, really freaked out by that. I don't think I'd recover as well as it sounds like you have. So Yeah. Seriously, I probably wouldn't go back to grad school to get my master's. I'd be like, no way, man. <laughs> I, would, I would literally, I would just... Any form of me on the internet would be so erased. It'd be bananas. I'd be like, mm-hmm. no one's ever knowing anything about me yeah, ever again. Don't, don't, come, <laughs> yeah. don't come close anymore, you know? Yeah. Um, wow. So so scary to think people can just invade your privacy online without you even knowing and just invade your privacy in such a specific way of, like, writing fictional stories about you. Ooh. PSA in general, if you happen to be listening to this right now and you are, you know, creating a storyline in your head with someone you've never even spoken to, maybe maybe just, like, be ready for that they're not interested you yeah, know i mean i guess it's just like clarify where everybody else's boundary is before taking and, it so far and then respect their boundaries also right. if you think like something really you know is destined and if someone tells you no no means no so let's just that's get that their, out that's their destiny okay yeah <laughs> yeah exactly. although it sounds like there was definitely some mental illness here so you know i hope that that i don't think it's it, cleared up also yeah i hope that that's been addressed but 
Oh, boy. Okay, so this is from Molly, she, her, and the story is that one time all the synchronicities led me to a grave. Oh, my God. Um, okay. Oh my, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hey, Christina, Eva, and all the other, and that's why we drink family. My name is Molly, and I've been a listener for about five years. Wow. I actually, oh, get this, Em. I actually stumbled upon the podcast while looking for a self-help podcast. <laughs> well, yeah. The funniest you, thing I've ever heard. You took a sharp left turn in the wrong direction, my friend. <laughs> you, Spotify or whoever, like, completely misled you, okay? The algorithm uh, was not algorithming, you know? <laughs> it was not. Uh, so it looked, I was looking for a self-help podcast to get me through my days. I believe I searched for something along the lines of why, oh my God, Ev, it gets worse. Why quitting drinking is good for you? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I'm sorry. Five years ago, especially was not <laughs> that vibe for me. So I don't know <laughs> how you ended up where you did, but clearly the universe had other plans. Anyway, you two have gotten me through some of my darkest days, boring shifts, cleaning road trips, and many anxiety attacks. Yes, your banter can resolve my heart racing. I wish I could resolve M's. That would be nice. Yeah, me too. <laughs> my heart racing, mind-bending anxiety. So thank you for that. That's so nice. So anyway, on to my story about the biggest synchronicity that ever happened in my life. The year was 1993, midsummer in rural Wisconsin. My next-door neighbor and I, 10 at the time, were extremely bored. We did not feel like doing our usual, staring at Teen Beat or watching another episode of Saved by the Bell. Why not? No. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I've been there when you're like, there's only so much Saved by the Bell you can watch in a row. Yeah. Uh, we have in the past dabbled with the Ouija board, but decided mm. the sunny day just did not pair well with it. So we decided to do something else spooky. At first, we talked about the haunted silo down the road where a man supposedly fell to his death and then suffocated in the grain below. <gasps> oh, that's oh, like a worst have, nightmare thing. Have you seen like how scary being suffocated in a silo would be? Yeah, I, I don't even know why that came up, but it was somewhere on my talk about algorithming. I, I'm <laughs> like, why are you send it, telling me this, Internet? There was something I learned about it in school. It's uh, horrible. I, but it's, it's like drowning. It's, it's you know, like drowning. You just drown in, the and it's also dark, and it's so big, and no one's hearing you. I mean, you're—it's truly you're trapped. It's, it's just so. I mean, an ugh. honest to god nightmare. Um, okay, so we debated for quite some time to go visit the silo, but being ten, I think it was just a bit too much. We decided on making a scary skit instead, and we would perform it for our parents that weekend. I think this is me in a past, like in. I the miss 90s. being ten. I know this. I mean, we kind of do that already. We go on tour and perform a skit for people. Wait, actually, you know what? I it's guess that's true. Pretty on point. Like, I feel like I've, I'm living out my childhood. When uh, you when you fantasies. take away all the when you take away all the fun words of like live show on tour, tour it's yeah. like it's a skit. It's a skit, and our mom is there, so it's literally we're performing. <laughs> that might actually help my anxiety, so we're gonna Honestly, try that this weekend. That's actually a good way to do it. I could bring a little camcorder and pretend like I'm directing you and screaming <laughs> at you. You're messing up the moves. What was your go-to performance? Uh, oh, with geez. I assume Zandy was there as a kid. Of course, um, definitely something I picked. We did some S Club Seven music videos, quote unquote. We did. Uh, we we used to pretend to be to try to get on America's Funniest Home Videos by faking injuries that usually ended in real injuries. Um, <laughs> so they probably could have been sent to America's Funniest Home Videos. Uh, and then um, I Wanted That that Way by the Backstreet Boys was a big... Oh, no, sorry. You Are... What's that song? You Are My Fire. How does that go? Uh, uh, what's the title of that song? I Want It That Way. 
Oh, it is. That is the same song. Yes, that's the one that we would do music videos to. What about you? It was only one song, and it was, um, <laughs> it was, oh man, oh I'm all right by Jody Messina. <laughs> I don't even know that song. It's a '90s country song. I'm obsessed with Jody Messina. I still love her, but uh, it was we had moves for every word. I still do the moves when that song comes on. Oh my god! I know. Isn't that funny? Every time I hear that Backstreet Boys. Boy's song. I'm like, I know the choreography. <laughs> I mean, it's my own dumb choreography, but wow, yeah. um, that's fun. I have to listen to that later and watch you dance for me. <laughs> I, well, have a good time. <laughs> You're like, I actually, I'm busy later. Thank it's. You. I remember there always being this one part that I thought was so bitching in in that song with my <laughs> choreography, where it was uh, uh, singing for my rent. Oh, singing for my rent, singing for my supper. You sway both ways with the microphone for that. Sing it for my rent. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Sing it for my supper. Uh-huh. Then I'm gonna I'm gonna narrate it out loud for the people who aren't watching us. Okay. Uh, and just listening, the the line is I'm above the below and below the upper. Whoa. And, <laughs> and uh, as a little kid, I, I would put my hand up. Uh, I'm above. Above. And put your hand down for below. The below, sure. And then shake your hand for below, and then go back up for the upper. So I'm above the below and below the upper. I thought I was, I literally, I'm above the below and below. That was, um, my, that was, well, my stepsisters are the ones that wrote the choreography. And since I was younger, I wanted to be like them. So it was actually three of us all just harmonizing our moves with this. So that's really beautiful. Um, thank you. I I bet it was just gorgeous. I especially can't wait to see the, what you do for the line, um, for the line, uh, uh, you'd better grab a chair and a couple of beers. Oh, that's easy. You pretend like you're pulling <laughs> a chair out. You pretend you're pulling a chair out. So it's just like uh, and then a couple of beers. Lyrics. It's okay. literally just acting out the lyrics. Just acting out the lyrics. <laughs> Looking good in your three-piece suit, man. I'm Looking loving this. Thumbs up, good. Hold your shirt in your three-piece suit. <laughs> so you're literally just like pointing around you. <laughs> I was like five. Okay. <laughs> no, listen. I'm loving it. I, you know, I should have. I should have figured. Um, Wow, wow, we had a whole story we were in the middle of. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, but you said we filmed a skit and I just couldn't stop myself. <laughs> um, I love that it's a haunted skit because that I feel like would be way more down my, like Celine and I definitely made haunted skits when we were little. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. Uh, because I lived next to a cemetery so we could film in there all day. It was like <gasps> so easy. Genius. Um, there are some of those somewhere. I have to find them. <laughs> we d- we did this often, whether it was dances or comedy skits, we were always performing. We had built a stage in her backyard. Actually, it was just a bunch of logs and old pieces of wood stuck together. But hey, we were 10. <laughs> My neighbor suggested we write about the old cemetery about a mile and a half down the street. Okay, this is starting to sound familiar to me. Uh, Celine? Have you written Celine- in? Okay, it's Celine. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> and how the spirits come to life in the middle of the night. The cemetery was, in fact, very old with some graves dating back to the early 1800s as most preteens do we got off course and had this elaborate story with witches and goblins and ghosts we were so caught up in everything i was writing down that the day just flew by before we knew it it was dinner time and i headed home the next morning i ran to her house to continue our masterpiece we settled in and i pulled out the script asking her where we left off i started skimming the paper it was so good until i got to the bottom of the page I stared at the paper for quite some time trying to figure out who wrote the name at the bottom of the story. Hmm. There it was, plain as day, in the same pen I was using. You know, the cool ones with multiple ink colors that no matter hmm. how hard you tried, you could not use all the colors at one time. Yep. In yep. there. Yep. Anna 
Hansen. Hmm. The name that was scribbled on the bottom of the page was written over numerous times, <laughs> legible enough, but it looked like I had used my left hand and pushed the pen so hard against the paper that it almost went through the page. Hmm. Anna Hansen. Oh my God, that is so creepy. <sighs> my neighbor asked, who is Anna Hansen? I told her I had no clue. Still bewildered, we continued on with our story. It was still morning, so we decided to hop on our bikes and take a field trip to all the cemeteries in the area. We lived in the middle of three of them. We decided to go to the one in our story first. We rode our bikes the mile and a half in blistering heat. By the time we got there, I was so parched, we decided to go sit in the shade by the trees that lined the perimeter of the cemetery. We grabbed our tang, just kidding, water, and made our way to the old oak trees that twisted around the cemetery boundaries. We plopped down and sighed in relief as the oaks shaded us from the mid-July heat wave. In the middle of me sloshing down my water, my neighbor nudged me. I pushed her back, and she nudged me again. Irritated, I said, what? I'm thirsty. Let me drink. I looked over at her, and her face was as pale as a ghost. There in front of us sat a headstone with the name Anna Hansen. Oh, my God. Shut up. Born January 1833, <gasps> died July 1843. <gasps> she was 10. Yeah. Oh, my God. Neither of us could talk. I ripped the script from my backpack and couldn't even connect the dots. I tried to rationalize, but preteen brains cannot do that. <laughs> How can this happen? How did Anna's name end up in our story? She was 10 when she died in the middle of July. Well, needless to say, we ran to our bikes, leaving the script behind and raced home. We didn't really mention this happening for a long time. My neighbor never really dabbled in the spooky stuff anymore, but for me, it made me a lifelong believer. Back then, we didn't have the internet, obviously, and I really didn't go to the library to rent books about communicating with the dead, so automatic writing didn't even exist in my life. Once I learned about automatic writing, everything clicked. To be honest, I never tried it again. The main mm. reason being is I did not even notice writing Anna's name, which made me feel like something else took control of me, so screw that. Ew. Many years later, after having children, I started recognizing that there was always a presence around my daughter since the day she was born. Nothing negative, more friendly and childlike, still scary AF, but I like to believe it's Anna keeping an eye on her. Woo, I've got goose cam. Sorry for the long story. Wish you all well. Maybe one day I'll write in about the time I think my family was visited by aliens. End but that's story. a story for another but time. that's a story. I'm telling you, these stories better come in someday. That is just bonkers. Wild. I just love that preteen brain of like, whose name is that? I don't know. Oh, well, let's keep playing. You know, like totally ignore it until suddenly it comes back. Meanwhile, the second we see Anna Hansen, I'd be like, Christine? And you'd be like, I'm on it. I already know like, her I blood type. I have 43 Anna Hansens in the immediate vicinity. <laughs> Which one should I call first? And by call, I mean email. Happily, aggressively. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, thank you um, to everyone involved in that. Anna included. I don't know if you wrote the letter for all i know oh, so gosh. thank you everyone Spooky. for that email you know when you've got the holidays the new year and then all of a sudden it's sort of back to the grind especially if you run a small business it can be really hard to get back into the swing of things but stamps.com is here to make that a little bit easier for you stamps.com streamlines all your mailing and shipping to turbocharge your operational efficiencies for 25 years now stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses whether they're mailing out checks invoices legal documents books podcast branded koozies maybe that's just us or anything else get access 
to the USPS and UPS mailing services you need to run your business right from your computer anytime, day or night. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. And with rates you can't find anywhere else, like up to, get this, 89% off USPS and UPS, how could you go wrong? We have loved Stamps.com for years, not quite 25, but since we started the podcast, which was 2017, and we could not get by without it. I remember there were days where we didn't have Stamps.com, those I call the dark ages, and I was hand shipping everything and driving it on my lunch break to the post office. It was all very hectic. Stamps.com, I do it straight from my house, and it makes my life a trillion times easier. Keep your mailing and shipping moving at the speed of your business with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code DRINK for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code DRINK. It feels very fitting that Juniper is currently sitting on my lap uh, because we all want our cats to be healthy and happy because when they're happy, we're happy. But because we're not mind readers, we don't always know when they're unwell. And in my experience, cats are not the most, you know, open when it comes to sharing their woes. And there goes Juni. Literally jumped right off me. So helping us keep tabs on our cat's health is just one reason you should use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell. Thank God. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can for Blaze, because that's his job. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in our cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues, and Pretty Litter ships free right to your door in a small, lightweight bag. Pretty Litter has changed the game. The litter box is right near Leona's room, and so it is very delightful to not have that litter smell all the time when she's taking a nap. Plus, we can rest easy knowing that Juniper and his little kidneys are healthy. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash ATWWD and use code ATWWD to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash ATWWD code ATWWD to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash ATWWD code ATWWD. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The next one is uh, written by Connie who's a she, her pronouns. Thank you for normalizing pronouns. And the subject line is a synchronicity filled ghost story at a tiny college. Mm. Hi to Eva, M, Christine, Gio, Leona, Allison, Blaze, and of course, Lemon. Hello. Could have left that last part off. Hope you're <laughs> all doing well. I'm Connie and can, and you can use my name. Oh, thank God. Well, okay. that's good. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> First of all, I love you guys. You got me through my diagnosis with a mental illness and hospitalization. Aww. And your New York show in 2018 was my first time out after it all happened. And it made me so happy. Oh, that's nice. Thanks for always being the supportive voice in my ear. Christine mentioned she wanted synchronicities. Oh, it was your fault. I sure did, did, apparently. And I have a pretty strange one. This is a little long, but I promise it's worth it. When I was about 15, I was watching the Travel Channel and I caught the end of a documentary about haunted colleges. They mentioned a small college in Vermont where a young woman had gone missing on a trail and subsequently haunted the campus. Mm. She, The story shook me and stayed with me. Out loud, I said, well, I'm never going to go to school in Vermont. Fast forward three years later, I've fallen in love with a little school called Bennington. And by little, I mean there are 500 of us. Oh, my gosh. And I was doing an overnight. Bennington happened to be, you guessed it, in the state of Vermont. Uh-huh. My overnight host, a very cool older girl with red hair who we'll call April, sat with me in her dorm and started telling me ghost stories about the college, including, dun-dun-dun, a story of a young woman oh, no. who went missing on a trail and haunted the college. 
I started feeling chills and realized, yes, it was the same story I'd heard all those years ago. And when I came back to my orientation, the school put on a ghost tour for us and they included the story of the girl who we call the white lady. And then in parentheses wrote, there's always one. (laughs) There's always one. At least. (laughs) And she was played by April, the girl who told me about the story. That's so cute. I love the school. I want to go there. (laughs) Bennington sounds so fun. I love it. Halfway into my freshman year, April came running into our dorm while I was sitting in the common room. She told me she had just seen the white lady as she had been walking down from the music building, which was another haunted spot. And she had been so scared that her and her friend started singing at the top of their lungs as they passed her. They described her as a white glowing form that glided past them. Ooh. Fast forward to senior year, and I had been through some growing pains. Having social anxiety and going to a college where everyone knows your name was definitely a struggle. Mm. To challenge myself, I signed up for a solo performance class where we had to write a creative monologue about ourselves and then perform it in front of the entire school. That truly just, I can't. I'm sweating. I can't imagine, but I also can't because it's called a live show, and I. (laughs) It's It's called a skit. Oh, sorry. It's called a skit. Come on. And at this point in my life, I felt a bit like a ghost, something that existed, but that people could look right through. That is beautiful, but sad. I had the thought of looking up the white lady and learning more about her. Her name was Paula Jean Weldon, and her Mm. and I had a lot in common. We were both awkward, shy around boys, unable to figure out what subject to focus on, and from the same area of New York. More than that, we both seemed to yearn to be vibrant and popular and unable to figure out how to just be Mm. ourselves. To complete my monologue, I braided my life at Bennington with hers, and I told both of our stories. Oh, that's so creative, though. I braided my life with her story. That's, this is, wow, that's very beautiful. I feel like you're a bit of a writer here, Connie. Yeah, seriously. As cheesy as it sounds, I don't think anyone had ever really told Paula's story before. We knew her as just a ghost we looked through and were scared of, but we discounted that she was once just like us, a student trying to figure things out. And back to April, the girl who introduced me to her, she became my best friend slash sister from another mister, and she sat in the audience that night hearing me tell the tale. That night, I took flowers April had given me to a spot we call the end of the world on campus, which is a hill that drops off so it looks like you're at the end of the Mm. earth. And I saw her. No. She was a glowing white form that floated in front of me and then went out into the night. When I got back to my dorm room, April was waiting for me. We were gossiping about our classmates and her life in the city. But then seemingly out of nowhere, she looked at me and very confident voice said, Paula loved it. Oh, my. I have other stories about my school. It's pretty darn haunted, but I'll write about those another time. Best Connie. P.S. I don't know if you guys are Game of Thrones fans, but Peter Dinklage was my commencement speaker, and I'm including the speech here. And yes, a student did hand uh, make that weapon for him. I went to a wild school. I'm so jealous I didn't hear about the school sooner. Um... You know what was so weird? My one of my, I think it was the commencement speaker before my year at college was my high school principal <laughs> what is that not the craziest thing peter, I w- peter dinklage was your high school principal <laughs> no 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 at my I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, if only no but i remember hearing like who the commencement speaker was going to be and i was like that guy i was That's like <laughs> so weird why yeah it was very weird or no i have I, there's i'm messing something up but somehow my high school and college lives braided together 
maybe at, at high school, my college pre- president was the one who talked. But either way, both of them, I was like, what? Why? It's <laughs> like, that's so weird. <laughs> you know, it felt like a Degrassi reunion or something. So. Sorry, not as cool as uh, Tyrion Lannister performing at your school. But I agree. I agree. Just saying. Um, wow. What a powerful story. And to like the synchronicity of like seeing that as a kid, then being like, oh, I'm never going to Vermont. And then not only going to Vermont for school, but that school you didn't even realize. Yeah. Ooh, that's spooky. Leash. And then being roommates with the with the girl who plays the character in the reenactment. I mean, that's pretty It's weird. all very spooky ooky in it. Oh, that's that's a lot of that's like a that's like a synchronicity lasagna, you know. <laughs> that's right. That's what we call it over here. Um, so this is from Cal, she, her, and yes, this is the one that I am assuming is gonna make us cry if it's okay. a boohoo day. Um uh-huh. <laughs> it's called Two Time Synchronicities, Dolphins and and that's why we drink. Oh, okay. Well, that listen. <laughs> that I was not expecting. Okay. No, is there a dolphin that listens to us? That's crazy. I don't know, that'd be cool. Both of these synchronicities could certainly be explained as coincidence, but they are both moments that are very special to me. Every year my family goes on holiday to the same beach in Queensland. It was my granddad's favorite place in the world. He had been going every year since he was a little kid. He literally went there every summer of his life. He loved to swim, catch waves, and especially to see dolphins, which happened very, very rarely at this particular beach. I distinctly remember one time when I was young, having dolphins swim up close to us in the waves, and my granddad turning to me and saying jokingly, are we sure they were dolphins? I only saw a fin. Oh, God, that's a mean joke. (laughs) Yeah, that's so mean. That would, like, traumatize me forever. A few years ago, my granddad passed away, and while he had not left behind instructions on what to do with his remains, we all agreed he would like his ashes scattered on that beach. We scattered them in the water at sunset and then all went for a swim to catch some waves right afterwards, as I'm sure he would have wanted us to. During that swim, we were a bit quieter than normal, reflecting on his passing and the moment we had just experienced when suddenly one of my uncles said, there are dolphins over there. Everyone was in awe and enjoying watching them jump, except for my sister, who seemed a little anxious, and turned to ask me, was it actually dolphins, or could it have been a shark? (laughs) It immediately took me right back to that moment with my granddad, and I really felt he was there with us in that moment. So now he's, like, tricking the sister, too. That's (laughs) so cute. My second story happened only a week or two ago and centers around ATWWD. I'm currently, oh, geez, in the grueling process of trying to get sober. Um, Well, don't Google how to get sober. Apparently, it leads you straight to this fucking podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm currently, good for you, by the way. That's, it's very admirable. Yes. I'm currently in the grueling process of trying to get sober, and I'm also in the process of binging, and that's why we drink for the first time. One afternoon last week, I was suffering from some particularly strong cravings, so I decided to clean out my pantry and listen to an episode of your show to distract myself. I knew this was coming. I could tell. Um, The episode I was up to is one from July 2019 in which Christine is attempting to re-examine her relationship with alcohol, and you guys give a sweet little shout-out of encouragement to anyone struggling with alcoholism and addiction. If you go to... Oh, my God. What? If you go to 2157 in episode 128, M actually says, if you are out there and need a sign to keep going, this is it. Oh, that's beautiful. Good Thank job, you. M. I do, I do what I can. 
That's nice. That's, that's beautiful. As soon as I heard this, I immediately burst into tears. Cravings can be very scary, as in the moment you don't know if you're going to give in and lose everything you've worked for or push through and be okay. In that moment, I felt, the, I felt like the universe was letting me know it had my back and wanted this for me and that I was going to be able to stay strong. Happy mm. to report, thanks to you guys, I went to bed sober that night in part because that message found me at the exact moment I needed it most. Thank you so much for a fantastic show, which has helped lighten the mood around me, something I've really needed the past few months sending all my love and appreciation your way Aww. wow i have goose well, cam for that's real that's very sweet also i don't know if who who wrote this again um this uh, was cal. from oh i forgot to say, oh no i said it cal she her yep um yeah i don't know if she's caught up on the episodes yet but hopefully by the time she hears this episode she's she's still doing good and staying strong so yeah cal this is another shout out from the universe yeah good <laughs> for good measure if you if you're having another rough day or if anyone's having a rough day this is your sign that here's another going. sign i mean keep i going. might take it take it myself yeah take the sign and, and run with it um, yeah you're loved and safe and the universe wants you to thrive so keep it Gio, up and geo just barked which means he loves you too <laughs> uh all right wow well thank you so much everyone for your stories it's march power, uh, powerhouse of stories today it was it uh, you know that's pisces season for you so oh god classic eva i know oh, happy birthday month eva <laughs> happy birthday month eva and uh happy birthday to all of our little pisces babies out there mm -hmm. and uh yeah hopefully you know, March goes great. And next time you hear from us, it'll be April Fool's Day. I'll be with my favorite fool on the other end of the microphone. Ah, and Leon will be 18 months old, the biggest fool of all. And I'll be 4,000 days old or something. <laughs> um, yeah. And that's why we drink. What do eight bags of concrete mix, a cooler full of 30-pound sea bass, and a 10-inch compound miter saw have in common? They're all things that are easier to load in and out of the bed of the new F-150. Thanks to its new available pro-access tailgate, that's also a swing gate. The new 2024 Ford F-150, tough this smart, can only be called F-150. Available starting early 2024, pro-access tailgate available starting spring 2024, cargo and load capacity limited by weight and weight distribution.